video is recording. And hello, everybody, everybody. Hello, and welcome to We Synced It. I Synced It. Yes, it's a weekly podcast that focuses in on all the movies, TV, and entertainment in between. I am one of your hosts, Pat. And this is Kev. And this is Josh. And we have a returning guest on the podcast. We have Stymie in the house. Hey, thank you so much. The crowd is uh, lively today. They are loving me. lively today. So how is everybody doing today? Thumbs up, baby. Yes. Have a great day so far. Let's mm. not ruin it. Oh, oh shit. <laughs> a lot that's, of pressure. That's, that's going to be hard to do. But, um, <laughs> so we have we have a lot going on. Um, Stymie, this is now your second or third time on the podcast, I believe. Uh, yeah, like uh, maybe third time. I think, Third, fourth uh, time. Yeah, the other times we're talking real idiot stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Stymie was actually... Um, one of the scare actors at Nightmare Village. We were there just a couple days ago, uh, streaming live during the Halloween weekend. How was your experience at Nightmare Village? It was, uh, it was really, really great. Um, this being the first year that that haunt was out there, uh, you know, of course there's gonna be some growing pains and, and things like that, but uh, those guys who put it together, Six Sight Productions, they, uh, they did a great job with it. Um, they, were able to quickly find where actors were their strongest and you know make sure they were in those roles and stuff. I had a super great time with it. And I don't know, you know, I used to scare act in Boca. That's a completely different kind of guest that comes through the haunt up there. Mm. Down here, so many people really like let themselves get into being scared. They, they not nearly as many of the whole like, oh, I see you back there, or hey, nice makeup or any of that <laughs> stuff. People came to have a good time, and they really got into it. I love that part. When they, when they play their part as well, it really makes for a fun time. Yeah. It seemed like uh, everybody who came out wanted to get scared. I mean, you pay for it, so you might as well get it. Right. right? I mean, you're dropping that amount of money. Yeah. Why would you come in and just be like, I'm not scared? You know, so what? We have your money. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> and can you uh, just, you know, for the people that uh, weren't able to make it, what was your character, and, like, what, like how did you get into character? Um. So the, uh, the character that I played was called the Ringmaster. That's the character I played the most. I didn't play him the entire season, but uh, uh, part of the Nightmare Village, one, one section was uh, Carnival of Carnage, which was all clowns and clown-related things, freak show, things like that. And uh, I was one of the first rooms that a guest would come into or a group of guests would come into. So I was the Ringmaster, kind of like the, the Carnival Barker. You know, step right up, see, blah, 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 et cetera, et cetera. Um, Wait, what was the question? Oh, <laughs> and how would you get into character? Right. Yeah. Oh, um, I would really the the character was kind of cater made to my uh, sensibilities as far as like being a smart ass goes, mm. because it was it was less for me it was uh, less less my job to scare people because my room was pretty well lit by black lights so there's there's no dark corners to hide in and jump out and spook people, mm-hmm. uh, but it was I was more about being mean to people and. Because when they came into my room, there were, I, I, I assume I can do spoilers now since the haunt season is over, but when they would come into my room, uh, there were four doors they could choose from, and I would have them choose a door to go through, and only one door actually got them out of the room. One of the other doors led them right back into the room, and when they would do that, I would make fun of them, call them idiots, and 
so much. <laughs> yes, you would. Yeah. It was so therapeutic, wasn't it? Oh, man. It, it is so therapeutic to like just let loose on strangers, knowing that they're not going to punch you in the face. <laughs> or probably won't. <laughs> hopefully. Yeah, hopefully. Hopefully won't. Because this is South Florida. Yeah, yeah, so they probably would punch you in the face yeah. with a knife at the end. Right. Of that, that punch. <laughs> Stand your ground. Yeah. But it was, uh, it was a lot of... Uh, Fun doing it, and there wasn't really a whole lot of like, oh, I need to get myself in a particular mindset because I have a bad attitude as it is. So I was already in the mindset. Mm-hmm. All right, and uh, right before we started recording, you had mentioned uh, that you moderated Discord. Mm-hmm. Tell us more about yeah. that. All right, um, the uh, so it's for uh, a guy called Tate Taylor. His uh, he uh, streams on Reddit and Twitch. Tate Taylor presents is the um, is the Discord and the. Uh, well, the name of everything is Instagram, is YouTube, all of it. Um, but I help him moderate his Discord server. It's uh, his show, and everything about it is very weed centric. He's a he lives in Illinois. He grows um, legally, grows mm-hmm. his, his own supply, and so a lot of uh, like farming and, and questions asked and things like that. And he also has plays trivia games, and it's a lot of a lot of fun in there. And then the Discord server is a whole lot of like minded weed type people. I'm not so much into it myself, but. I guess someone has to stay yeah. sober so they can make sure that no one's saying racist things in the Discord. Mm. <laughs> so it's just full of uh, a whole bunch of like, um, like I'm just trying to think of like, bunch of uh, Cheech and Chongs, man. Cheech and Chongs, and what's that dude from uh, Encino, man? Polly Shore. Polly Shores. <laughs> yeah, you got a whole bunch of Polly Shores. A bunch and of Cheech weasels. Polly. <laughs> Polly Shore did kind of play like the uh, the stoner before it was okay to openly admit on in movies and stuff. Yeah, because he never super, smoked. Yeah, he wasn't. You know, one thing I I just realized about movies is like, uh, I saw uh, what you call it uh, what's that? Something in Dale uh, versus Evil. Oh, Tucker and oh, Dale. Tucker, Tucker and Dale, and Dale versus great. Evil, right? And what you, when the when the kids were going out to the campgrounds and they're in the car, the guy said, "Oh, I got weed," but he only had one blunt. Mm. And they're supposed to be there for like a whole week or weekend. <laughs> and I'm like, you only got one? And I'm like, yo, they do this shit a lot in movies. Like when somebody, like they're going out the, to a weekend, they, you never see somebody with a bag. Mm-hmm. You always see somebody with just like one blunt. And that's supposed to be like, yo, this is it for the whole weekend. With this one blunt, one all session. 17 of us are going to get high for the whole weekend. It's going to be a blast. And it's like, nah, man, that's not how it works. <laughs> if you were to bring one blunt to like a weekend getaway, you would be shunned by everybody else who brought mm-hmm. beer, who brought the car, mo- anything. Because it's like, you only brought one. Mm-hmm. So Oftentimes, it's not even a blonde. It's actually like just a little J. Yeah. You know, like little... It's like bringing a cupcake to a birthday party. Yeah. So that's not really going to go around. <laughs> I, think it's, I think it's just executives trying to avoid, like, because you know when, um, when you see like the, oh, this movie is rated R, and like they had to put the little text on why it's rated R. Yeah. They don't want to put excessive drug use. They're trying to avoid that because they think, oh, it's going to turn people away. Yeah. So they'll show one blunt. I think you're right about Pauly Shore. Like, he was clearly the stoner, even though they never showed it. They're just going to, like, okay, just let him say that he's got the munchies. He said he was a free spirit. Like, let's. He was a free spirit. That's all it was. He he never smoked weed. He's not that weed guy. He's just a surfer guy. He's the guy who'd be like, no, I don't don't do that kind of stuff. I'm high on life. He's that kind of guy. I'm straight edge, bud. <laughs> <laughs> I will say though, when I was a kid, I did I refused to visit California because I thought I really did think Everybody. every Californian was him. You were like, no, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Why? 
Like I, like I, cool guy. You don't think he was the. But if it's like the whole yeah. city of LA is gonna be like you that, I was hang like, out with a state full of those so, people. Uh, that that would have been really obnoxious. <laughs> but that was when I was a kid. Like I didn't get it, and I was just like, oh, I don't want to go to California. <laughs> like if everyone is like that, no, I'm good. Oof. <laughs> would that be rough just to hang out with a whole bunch of that? So now hard I do want to hang out with a bunch of Polly Shore. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but for real clones of Polly Shore. Yeah, but pre. Uh, Career dropout or post, like, you want to hang out with the pre-Poly Shore or post stardom? Like from uh, in the army now, on back. <laughs> from in the army now, on back, yeah. The army that Parley, that Parley Shore. I would never want to hang out with him, like, post that, because that's when he was at his peak yeah. of Poly Shore. And I don't know. He, he just seems like uh, he was on the downward trajectory, and I don't want to be on that, uh, and I don't be on that flight. <laughs> I would yeah. I would hang out with Post. I'd hang out with Post Polly Shore because yeah. I feel like that's probably more of a realist. Like the pre was him Ooh, like on a high. Like he's not in the character, right, right, right? Bro, he's an imaginary uh, world, man. Why would you want to hang out with somebody real in an imaginary world? Because Kevin said he doesn't want to hang out with a whole state full of these uh, Polly Shore hang? characters. How long is this hang? Like a, a day? <laughs> like is it lunch? Eight hours. Eight hours. It's a long day, that's a man. Weezer, Weezer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right? You know what? I think that's a better. Uh, what you call it? Uh, <clears throat> if if you have to have a work shift with Polly Shore, <laughs> which Polly Shore would it be? Ooh. I would post, say in the army post. now because at least he got his. You know, he's a he's got his shit together a little bit as as much as possible. Yeah, he figured out how to you know make water. Yeah, because you wouldn't want to hang out with Weasel because you'd be doing all the work. Mm-hmm. You'll be doing all the work, like, frying up for shit. For sure, he's just there making jokes and <laughs> but shit. But there would be a lot of shenanigans that it might help be. the day go by faster. <laughs> it would be. <laughs> and plenty of imaginary weed that never gets smoked. Right. Right? Right. Which, that's crazy. You could do, like, a whole, like, presentation on, like, like if you want to hang out, you're hanging out with Encino Man, Polly Shore. Yeah. But if you want to get shit done, you want to go, like, in uh, jury duty. Jury duty. Uh, Polly Shore. And then if you want right. to... Like there's like right. different levels. You could you're do going, like a whole PowerPoint on this. Yeah. Like. You're going clubbing. You want the son-in-law apology. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the perfect crazy. wingman. I can't believe we can, <laughs> can't believe we can name like four of his movies. <laughs> In total, I think he only had six. So oh, hey, look at us go. <laughs> I, I was digging at the end of the barrel when I said uh, in the army. Now I'm like, yeah, I think that's it. Yeah, that was a deep cut when you said that. Yeah. <laughs> what was that one where he was in the bubble with the bald one? Biodome. 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 Oh my god. Damn, that Polly Shore was destructive. And that, <laughs> right? And that was that. Uh, that was that bald one trying his best to be a Polly Shore character because yes. they were both just like, Bleh. yeah. There's yeah, no Steven. Like, right? Generally, when there's a comedy duo like that, there's the straight man and then the yeah. wacko. They were both just the wacko. And yeah. That is, That's and interesting when actors try to go for that. Like, I think uh, Jeff Daniels in Dumb and Dumber actually did a pretty decent job trying to be like Jim Carrey. Or do mm. you disagree? Uh, you know. Uh, nah, he was. Because uh, Jeff Daniels nah, is like an Jim Academy Curry, Award winning. Right. Right. And, and then we is... see him on the toilet taking a big comedy dump. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nah, I, don't, I think he was still like the straight man, but he was he was still dumb. Yeah. Compared to Jim Carrey, because Jim Carrey was, you know, even though I felt as a little kid, I felt for that fucking Samsonite. Uh, that <laughs> Samsonite, Samsonite line, I was way I was like, off. I'm like, oh, that's the guy's name. And my dad had to tell me like, that's the name of the fucking bag. Like, that's the name of the suitcase. I'm like, oh, all right, all right. 
right, right, right. Right, of course. Thank you. I thought it was his real name. Oh, like, ah, his name is on the it is on his back. It's not. So I feel for that shit, but I do feel that uh you can't you can't like out uh I don't know, funny or out crazy Jim Carrey. He he is uh he is chaos. <laughs> he is fucking chaos. In you general. know what? Why hasn't there been a Polly Shore Jim Carrey movie? Can Oof. you imagine that fucking movie? Because yeah. that would drive people insane. Mm-hmm. Man. Probably the crew would be like, "This is we can't do this." Okay, just, both of them are completely fucking think out of, of it. Of Encino Man meets um, what you call it, Ace Ventura, The Mask. <laughs> oh, Ace Ventura. Put both of those movies together yeah. and see what kind of fucking thing. Encino Man, Pet Detective. Yeah, it'll be fucking nuts, <laughs> man. Like if Polly Shore lost his weasel, maybe no, you know he wouldn't have a weasel as a pet. He'll have a ferret, and then ferret. he calls. Uh, uh, he calls detective. it a weasel. He called. Yeah, he calls it a weasel. <laughs> he calls the. He called. No, you know he probably have a skunk as a pet or some shit like that. Oh, he yeah. calls the pet detective to investigate, and then they just investigate together, and they will just they'll get nothing done. I think Jim Carrey's character would probably be mad at Polly Shore because he's For trying sure. to really solve this uh, this yeah. crime or yeah. something. And yeah. in the end, the pet would just come back on its own. Yeah. That's how the <laughs> yeah, that's exactly how it would end. Oh. When we were uh, so, for those who don't know, we all went to uh, the Art Institute together. Yeah, you. Um, and I remember when we were there, um, I had an editing assignment where we had to pick a popular movie trailer, but edit it in a way so that we completely changed the genre of it mm-hmm. and i picked dumb and dumber and made it into a horror movie right i remember yeah, yeah and i and i i made it into like a creepy trailer about two hitmen that are just going around like <laughs> knocking people off and like it and it actually it actually works if you think about it like like they kill people but they find it funny so like all the laughing scenes in the trailer were just like they were laughing after every like victim and all that stuff mm. but we were saying um a movie uh, of any genre but musical, but to turn it into a musical—is that what you were saying? Yeah, that was one of them, and then the other one was uh, turn a serious movie into a comedy. Okay, but we can go with uh, the musical first. Which um, what movie? And of any genre? Any what, genre? And you say what? What would uh, what would make it a I musical? Mean, are we taking this like? As, as a serious question, like, what do you think would make a good... I mean, how serious can it be? You know? Yeah, you're right about that. You're right about that. How serious can it be? Um, but, yeah, as serious, if you want to make it serious, we could. I mean, because, you know, first thing to pop in my head, like, the, I don't know, was in the 1980s or maybe it was 1970s. I don't remember when it was. Conan the Barbarian as a musical would be hysterical. Yeah. Especially if oh, Arnie was still in the lead role and was trying to sing those songs as bad as, as English was back then. <laughs> For some reason, I was thinking of when you said Conan the Barbarian and Arnold Schwarzenegger. I was thinking of uh, Nightmare Before Christmas, and I was thinking of him singing that song with uh, in Nightmare Before Christmas when uh, he's singing the song and the girl singing the song in two different places. So I'm trying to do my Arnold Schwarzenegger accent as I'm singing the song. Like, we'll sing together. But then I sound like uh, the fucking Count <laughs> from Sesame from Street. Sesame Street. <laughs> so I'm like, damn, it's not working out. <laughs> Conan so, the Barbarian. That, you know, I, w- I would pay money to see that. I would, I would pay money to see it. It turned into school, an opera. A high school musical of Conan the Barbarian. Mm. And you know what? I think, <laughs> was was that the Conan movie? I think there were a couple of them, but wasn't that one, one with uh, Andre the Giant and Wilt Chamberlain in it as well? Because I remember seeing like studio pictures or set pictures I mean, of them, was, and they'd uh, like tower over Arnold, Arnold Schwarzenegger. 
I don't know if that was from like. Was that the one? I know that. Um, oh my God! What's the guys who does the voice of Darth Vader and uh, uh, James Earl Jones? Mm-hmm. James Earl Jones was the villain in one of the Conan movies. That's right. That's right. I forgot which one it was. Let me see. I think that was Conan the Destroyer. I never seen any of those movies. Well, my favorite is You've Red never Sonia, seen any of those but movies? Uh, none of them. You know, Conan's not really in it. He is, but he ain't. He's not as Conan. He's there's like, a, a documentary on the guy who uh, who directed and wrote Conan the Barbarian, and um, it's really good. It makes you really want to watch these movies because this guy is like he he likes to shoot everything in like uh, like fifty millimeter. Actually. Uh, what you call it? Martin has that fucking. He has the same lens. He has that fifty millimeter lens. <clears throat> One of our friends has his own production company, and he was able to get a hold of uh, the same camera lens that was used for that movie for Conan. Oh, for real, yeah. Martin. Yeah. Like the very one, not just the, the same. The exact, yeah, the exact. Like same. this was the movie that filmed oh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Okay. He would not shut up about that. Right. He would not. He would not. He would constantly like, be like, get the Conan lens. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like when everybody was on break, he would bring it up and we we're like, we know. We get it. There's the lens that was used in Conan and Barbarian. We get it. We got it. Um, I saw a movie last night that I think would be hard to turn into a comedy. Um, I watched Sleepers. I don't know if you guys ever seen Remind that. me. I, I def, that title I, I, in my There's head. So, I a group of kids, sleepwalkers, a, a sleepers. A group of kids in New York City that mm. um, get into a lot of trouble, get sent to juvie. But while they're there, they're like raped and abused. Oh my! Yeah, that's by Kevin Bacon, who's the, the guard. Into a comedy, that's and then too. like years later, two of them take revenge. Take revenge, kill them, and they decide to take down like every guard that abused them, uh. like in court. And <laughs> I'm like Hold trying on, to think, shit. like, That's that is heavy. the opposite end of the spectrum there. How would you even turn that into a comedy? This shit had heavy hitters. It had Kevin Bacon, well. Robert De Niro, <clears throat> Dustin Hoffman, Jason Patrick. I guess you, you would have Pitt. to turn it into like a Patch Adams type of thing where like they go to, like, Kevin Bacon is actually like trying to help them like be happy and smile while they're in juvie. Like, mm. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> well, I'm going to touch them. Not in that way, though. Right. I'm going to touch their hearts. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Well, the uh, turning something or you know, being funny in a more serious situation, um, the the film Life is Beautiful, uh, the Roberto Benigni yeah. he, uh, directed and acted. I don't know if he wrote it as well, but I mean that is a Holocaust movie, and it is very got to be very difficult to have any jokes about you know in a Holocaust movie to have any funny moments. But it is you. I found myself when I first watched it crying, and then next scene laughing hysterically. Yeah. He mixes the two so well. It's like, you know, because he, he's in there, he's in concentration camps with his son. He's trying to keep his son upbeat and happy. So he's kind of a clown while he's in the concentration camps. And he is actually funny while you're crying and be like, God, this is heartbreaking, but so funny and so endearing as yeah, well. Yeah, he actually accomplished so he, he it. He did yeah. a great job, you know, yeah. make funny movies about the Holocaust. And Roberto Benigni was like, we'll see about that. He basically had to, like, um, like mimic and do impressions of like almost impressions of like Charlie Chaplin. Yeah. I think I saw that clip on uh, either YouTube or Instagram of him. Like he was getting uh, followed by a a Nazi and his son was behind like the fence. But he, every time he would walk by, he would do like something funny. A little silly walk and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. 
Yeah. I'm like, damn. Oh, that's a good example. Um, let's talk about a little bit about the real idiots. Okay. Um, you are one of the real idiots. I'm a real idiot. Mm-hmm. And let's also talk about the Real Idiots YouTube page. I was I was saying you're a real idiot, but let's, uh, <laughs> let's talk um, about the sketch comedy. Well, let's group. talk about the sketch comedy group too. No, um, how did you get involved? And uh, you know, like what what was your part in the whole thing? Um, uh, as far as the Real Idiots go, as a whole, yeah. re- well, uh, Tyler Tyler Council is the the main idiot, no doubt about it. The biggest idiot of the group, mm-hmm. and. Um, we also met at the Art Institute, where all of us met, and we just became friends. And he was like, hey, you want to do some sketches? I was like, heck yeah, let's do that. And I think it's been like 10 years. And I haven't been a part of nearly as many as I would like to have been. You know, stupid jobs and stupid life gets in the way. Yeah. <laughs> Can't act funny on camera all the time. Um, but uh, that's been, it's been a lot of fun. And he's like, he's always, always thinking about what the next script is going to be or the next funny video or whatever, which is pretty inspiring. It was, I get a text from him, what do you think of this joke? And it's like, man, can we, can we just give it a break for a little minute? <laughs> can we talk about something else? But no, he's, he's so passionate about it, it's hard not to like be inspired by it too and be like, okay, I've got some ideas. Let's, let's talk about this for a moment. But um, it's, it's been a good thing to be a part of. Uh, last time I hung out with him was uh, last weekend, I think. And, you know, we said our goodbyes because I'm moving to Indiana. And um, but he was like, "Hey, you know, we're we're 1,200 miles away, but I'm still going to send you scripts and and things like that. We we can't just stop doing this." It's like a like, okay. this relationship, you know. How they say, "Oh, we can still talk." <laughs> yeah, right. That's yeah, where we're going. The FaceTime. <laughs> yeah, we're going to try it long <laughs> distance and see how it works out. <laughs> I think uh, my two favorite characters that you've done uh there was one where you played a mime uh-huh Corey, uncle party. Corey. that was one of the early yeah. videos that's very yeah. old school well i mean it wasn't an early video it was an earlier video for me i mean tyler had been making those videos for a few years yes. before um i came into the picture at all um but yeah uncle Corey, we came up with uh as a as a character who is a professional mime quote unquote professional but very very terrible at it so mostly i just uh we just filmed me in a mime costume doing inappropriate shit in front of kids and and then uh, also talking explaining what I'm doing instead of just <laughs> acting out the mimes we're like and now I'm trapped in a box kids <laughs> like the most ridiculous thing but it was it was good that was a fun one and uh, the what was it hand sandals mm-hmm. I think that's my favorite probably Dude, you, that I've been a part of you were if I pressed mute you would think that that was an actual infomercial. Oh, yeah. Like it was that detailed. Yeah. <laughs> One and o'clock in the morning. your charisma, you were like yeah. the sham wow guy yeah. of the, the commercial. Well, at that point, I mean, hand sandals, uh, for, <clears throat> we're talking about it. Hand sandals is uh, set up like an infomercial. Yeah. And it's just what you think. It's uh, sandals that you wear on your hand. Um, but, <laughs> that uh, makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I want to say about it, damn it. I've already lost my weren't you? Thread. Weren't you doing that, though? Like, at the time, weren't you Oh, like that's writing? exactly yeah. what I was going to say. Yeah, by that point, when Hand Sandals came out, um, I'd been writing scripts for infomercials for like three or four years at that point. So Tyler said, he's like, I, I think we want to do an infomercial. What do you think? And he had the idea of Hand Sandals already. So he sent me a draft, the first draft of the script, and then I just put in like the professional touches of here's what an infomercial script actually looks like. And we just took it 
as far as scripting goes, as seriously as they take infomercials. Mm. I came in there with all the energy of like uh, Billy Mays and all that stuff, and we had a great time <laughs> with that. That was a really funny one. What What are the guidelines? Like, what What is a proper infomercial script look like? Okay, so uh, as far as a proper infomercial script, first thing out of the gate, you ask a question that you know your audience needs to answer with a yes, and that's why they always start with, "Are you tired of?" whatever the oh, problem is. Sure, okay. And if there isn't a problem, you create that problem and then offer them solution, which is your product, of course. Fuck yeah. Um, that's, you know, it's crazy because, you know, usually they tell you... Are you, you tired you, of getting no pussy? Buy some hand sandals. Get all right. the pussy you yeah. want. That's exactly usually right. Usually they, they, uh, they tell you, like, always <clears throat> ask open-ended questions, but now you're telling us to... No, you want to ask... You uh, want to force them to say yes. Yeah, yeah you want to force them to say yes. Yeah. Do you want to live? Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to live? Yeah. <laughs> So yeah. follow these instructions. Are you tired of watching your family and friends die? Yeah. Adam, you funny fucking infomercial. It's like you're a killer. Yeah. You do infomercials. And it's like, I think it's standard to add the, but wait, there's more. There's like, that as well. Yeah, like near the end of it, of course, you got to like, and here's the stuff. If you if you call now, you get a second one for free or half the price or whatever. But yeah, you always start it with that question that needs to be answered with a yes. Then you offer them up the solution and you give them the uh, ways that it's to be used, and then maybe two or three, and uh, you can also do this with it. <laughs> and then the, uh, so get yours today if you want to stop your friends and family dying. And uh, Yeah, I think we just came up with the next <laughs> saw script, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this one is like a, a reverse hitman type of situation. Yeah. You're like, are you tired of your friends and family dying? Hire me to stop killing them. <laughs> <laughs> It writes itself. It really does. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, man! But I saw that you were in um, the latest uh, Real Idiots when they basically brought back your character, the hand sandals guy, mm -hmm. for the Halloween. It's supposed to be like a spirit Halloween yeah. store, but it's more of a I forgot what it was called. The Edgar's Costume World or yeah. something like that. Yeah, um, that's basically what Tyler did. Was he was trying to think of a. Um, of a skit, a skit to do for Halloween time, and he was just going through his costume trunk, seeing what, it, and he was remembering all the old stuff that we've done. He's it, like, "Oh it, my god, it I still felt got like these a costumes. like a the greatest hits." Right. Yeah. 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 I mean, if if you're a fan of the Real Idiots, I'm sure people were watching it, being like, "Oh, I remember that costume or that mm -hmm. character or whatever the case is." Anyone coming into it new was like, "What the hell is all this?" I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> but you know, it was great to like put on that that button up shirt that I wore in there and. Wear some sandals on my hands again and be like, hey, Todd Marble's here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Now, but, one thing that I learned about you since day one of meeting you was, like, your biggest passions was writing. Are you mm -hmm. still writing, like, scripts on, uh, in general? Scripts, no. I, I kind <clears> of, <throat> like, you know, once we graduated from the Art Institute and uh, I did um, infomercials for six years or something like that, I kind of got burned out on... Well, definitely on infomercials, I got burned out on that. But aside from doing freelance video production, I kind of moved away from video production altogether. And any writing that I do now, which isn't nearly as much as I'd like to, but it's more um, short story and, and stuff like that. I certainly don't have any kind of novel or anything like that in me. It's not right now anyway, but I would love it if I could like publish a book of short stories without like self-publishing. I'd like to have an actual publisher into it, but that's... So far down the road. Would uh, Nice Guys Finish Last be in there? As? Like a, like if you did a compilation of short stories? Oh, then, you know, I could include <clears> that. <throat> I mean, I changed the script to a short story format instead. Because I'm, 
I'm still proud of how uh, the writing behind Nice Guys finished last for sure. Yeah. And um, the, uh, I don't know what we could have, we, we were not professional exactly when we shot <laughs> Nice we, we, Guys. We were far we, from professional. Yeah, I mean, we were still in school. That was literally the first time I ever directed anything. Yeah. For those who don't know, the first project I ever worked on video-wise was a short movie called Nice Guys Finish Last. Uh, Stymie wrote the, the script. And he actually surprised me because he wrote this script and he was like, hey, read this. Um, I actually got an A on it. And like the professor's asking if I could, like, if he could use it as an example to show future students, which that professor in particular was so picky. Mm-hmm. And I was like, whoa, that's a big deal, dude. That's, that's crazy. And I, and I read it and I thought, man, this is so good. You should like make this into a movie. And at first, I mean, it was like a little hesitant about that. He's like, nah, I'm, I'm not really into directing or anything like that. I just want to write scripts. I'm like, all right, but it would be cool, though, if he showed the students, like, hey, look at this great script, and look, it actually turned into a movie. And then, like, a couple weeks later, he was like, yeah, let's let's do it. But, like, you directed it. And I was like, what? No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not, not me. I didn't have me in mind. Like, you should, you should make it happen. And... Wait, did you guys ever <clears throat> send that out to, like, festivals and stuff, or no? I did not. I no think, festivals. Yeah. We just... Uh, no festivals I sent out to... <laughs> Yeah. That's why I was remembering, like, I never remember, like, it going to, like, any festivals or anything uh, at all. And, no, nobody sent it out. <laughs> well, man, we were it so really green. wasn't. We were, yeah. It was also, like, keep in mind, that movie was riddled with... Yo, but uh, with it's mistakes. artists, yeah, yeah, man. Think it's about artists. It. But just think... but It's know, artist but, stuff, man. It's, it's always the way it is. Like, ah, oh, this is not good enough. Right. Here's but the then, thing. like, if you would have sent it out, you would have beaten all these other <laughs> fucks, you know? No, but like, here's the thing, right? When we were in college, nobody was telling us about sending it to festivals or anything like that. We were the crowd. We were the the class that was sending out. We we found out about like sending out to festivals via fucking YouTube and shit. Like we found out about Forty Eight Hour Film Festival. We were the first class to ever do that. We found out about like um, uh, what's called the Miami Film Festival. The all these other ones that that were saying like, oh yeah, if you, if you have a student project. Send it out to us. Right, because all they're looking for is content. Yeah. And if it's fucking good, you're going to get it. We even had our own fucking film festival by ourselves kind of shit. We were the first class to do that kind of shit. Everybody else wasn't doing that. So it, it was like when you when you came out, when you two came out with that, uh, with that short, we still didn't know what the fuck to do with it. Like it came out, we saw it as a class. We we're like, okay, this is some dope ass shit. And then that was it. And then nothing, <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. I mean, there well, wasn't. Yeah. It doesn't feel like there was a whole lot of guidance toward like no, maybe not, not seemed, one fucking. Yeah. Man, I wonder, I wonder what's us. happening with uh, our institute. Are they? Uh, are they <laughs> think, still? They, uh, didn't they close their doors? <laughs> I wonder how that. Why? It's huh? a brick it's a and mortar. Yeah, it's, it's a, a brick. And, it's, it's a, a brick and mortar on the bottom, <laughs> and condos on the top. Oh, so it's a nice little area. Yeah, but it's crazy because like I could like point at the floor and say like, oh. Every classroom was like right yeah, there. Yeah, that was our Somebody's editing living room was getting banged out. <laughs> That's where our classroom was at. That's where our classroom was at. I also yeah. took a shit in that room. <laughs> but it was, but it was honestly like I think that was like the perfect first experience to making a movie was Nice Guys Finish Last because mm-hmm. everything came together so seamlessly. Like I told Stamy, like, okay, we need a cast, and he was like, oh, I already have them. Like when I was writing the script, <laughs> I already had them in mind, and. He introduced me to each person, and I was like, "Oh my god! Like, yeah, they are the characters." Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, "I was like, I, I need. We need like a nerdy guy to play the main character." Then he introduces me to Paul, and I was like, 
oh shit, that's him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then I was the only person though that uh, I think that you didn't like, you never imagined was the bartender. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't know why I need. I'm picturing like a big guy with like like that New York accent. Mm-hmm. And there comes and, Vinny. And then yeah. and then he introduces me to Vinny. Who fucking talks like yeah. this? <laughs> and I'm like, oh my god, that's the bartender right there. Like that's so. And and then. I was like, all right, well, we need a location. We need like a, a good dive bar, and then, you know, uh, is that bar still open? I don't know. I, <clears throat> I, you know, every bar that I see too. that's like a dive bar, I always think that this is the bar that was shot in. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. I'm like, this looks like. Could it be? Did we should like, be? Yeah. And we, and, and we spoke to the owner. It can't be. <laughs> we spoke to the owner. He was super cool. We told him like, oh, we'll shoot it. You know, in the daytime when you guys are closed, so we don't bother your. Did we premiere it there too? We were going to, and we ended up not doing it. I forgot why. Um, and it's funny because in order to block the sunlight, we put trash bags on the window so it looked dark. You could see the trash bags in the movie if we you look in the background. We weren't. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there are a lot of lessons learned on that. Oh, for sure. so many, Bro, though. Yeah. I, I just and remember it. that uh, we, we had to, it was me and Adam, and we had to be, uh, we had to do B cam, like just, you know, like shoot like people playing pool and shit like that. But we didn't have any people playing pool, so we started playing pool. Like, we're like yourselves. But I will say this, though. <laughs> I will say this. So we premiered it at the school's film festival, and someone else won uh, mm-hmm. best short film. And the director of that movie came up to me and said, my dad didn't even like my movie. He liked your movie. Oh, and wow. And I was like, really? And he goes, and she said, yeah. She goes, he said your movie actually felt like a movie. Oh, oh shit. <laughs> and I was yeah. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, all right. He's awesome. like, and also, I'm not your real dad. <laughs> Deal. Oh, shit. Deal. Deal. So, that's like the... Oh, that's good. <laughs> I know with all, all the troubles and, and the, the mistakes and stuff that are very obviously in, the, in that short film, I'm still very proud of it. I think for, for where we were in our own careers, which mm-hmm. was not even beginning, uh, I think we did a pretty stand-up job, uh, all things considered. Yeah, I mean, now we know how to wrangle up cables. <laughs> right? <laughs> I can do the old over-under now. Yeah, perfectly. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, so... Um, Back to a movie to turn to a musical. I was thinking Die Hard. All right. I was thinking Die Hard as the movie to turn to a musical because I could see that being being done. I could see like the solo parts being done. Um, that uh, him stepping on broken glass can be like a great dance number. Yeah. <laughs> Boom. That's pretty good. Like a little tap dancing. He's got a Bruce Willis has a solo while he's in the vent. Yeah. Come out west, have a good time. It'll be like uh, <laughs> it'll be like uh, what's that uh, what's that uh, that yacht rock kind of music that'll be playing like sail come to the coast. Yeah. What was the villain's name? Hans. Hans. Yeah. yeah. Hans. Would he have Rager? like a like an intimate like singing number as he's falling? Oh, yeah. Yeah. surely. Falling surely. to my death. <laughs> oh, what a time! What a cha cha cha. Cha-cha-cha. <laughs> now, would you do uh, the, well, the, I forgot the name of the police officer who ended up uh, uh, talking being about the father of Family Winslow. Matters. Winslow. <laughs> Win- so uh, let me explain. So Pat came up with this conspiracy theory that that police same officer. Cop. Same cop. Basically had PTSD, mm-hmm. moves to Chicago, mm-hmm. and then that became the birth of Family Matters. 
years. Yeah, okay. that's fact. Well, moving to, <laughs> moving to Chicago to be a police officer because bad the, move to the because the L.A. police is too tough on you. Yeah, it's too tough. That was a bad it was, idea. It was terrorist. It was a terrorist attack because Hans is not from America. So right, like, so let it became me a move terrorist attack. closer into the United States mm-hmm. or inland. So I don't have to worry about like terrorists. Trying to take over a building or something. Right, but like, would worry Family about Matters crime. be like a, a exactly. spinoff musical then? Like, and then yeah, family, you introduce Steve Family Urkel Matters and, would. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Family Matters. Hell, I mean, Family Matters had some musical numbers anyway, probably. I yeah. know that Stefan Urkel probably, for, yeah. Urkel, or rather. Yeah, he had to do the Urkels. Remember that, Dan? And oh, Family yeah, Matters yeah, yeah. itself. <laughs> and Family Matters itself was a spinoff. Uh, Perfect uh, Strangers. Perfect Strangers. Oh. And all what? The, yeah. And yeah. all of his, the... His wife on the show on Family Matters uh, was a character on in Perfect Strangers. On Perfect Strangers. Shut the fuck yeah. up. Yeah. She, was like, she moves away, and then that was the, the commencement the of, of Family uh, Matters. Family Matters. Wow. That, that was insane. real. That was like an idea. That was insane. Was her character in um, Perfect Strangers so beloved that they were yeah. like, this needs a spin Well, it's, it, that's the weird part was that Apparently so, but then Steve Urkel <laughs> took over. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And like, did. Yeah, and became his show. So wait, mm. the fucking show was supposed to be about the mom. No, it's supposed to be about or the, the family. Family, but family. Her matters. family. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Understood. Not only does family matter, <laughs> but it is matters of the family. Yeah. <laughs> Steve, yo, Steve Urkel wasn't even supposed words. to be on that long. He's one of those. Uh, it's just like uh, how Baby uh, Yoda. Like on Seinfeld. Uh, what's yeah. his name? Uh, not, not not Seinfeld. What's that other show that aired? Breaking Bad. <laughs> like how he's only supposed to be on there for like maybe like oh. two, three episodes or maybe for like oh, a Jesse, season. Jesse Pinkman. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So mm. Steve Urkel wasn't even supposed to be on there for that long. But then everybody just started liking him until it just turned into the Steve Urkel show. Like, oh. yeah, we got to have this guy on here for a, a long fucking time. So what line made you guys love him? Steve Urkel? Yeah. Urkel. Never loved him. <laughs> I it's thought he wasn't. He, never. Never loved him. Like, Nothing to be honest, never. I would rather hang out with uh, Weezer than Steve Urkel any day. I'd rather hang out with Weezer, too. Right? But I would Dance. rather work with Steve Urkel what than What is this Weezer, Weezer thing? Is this an insight? He's trying to say weasel. He's trying to say weasel. I'd hang out with Weezer, though. The Weezer, like, yeah, I'd hang out with Weezer. You were talking about Even Rivers the, Cuomo or whatever. Oh, I thought you were talking about the band Weezer. You know what I mean? Is there a band named Weezer? Yes, yes. Very famous. Buddy Jesus. Yes, Buddy Holly. Yes, Buddy Holly was in that band. <laughs> oh my God, man! So Die Hard, yeah, that's really good. Yeah, Die Hard. That'll be my uh, my musical, my movie turned to a musical. For a serious movie turned into a comedy, um, it would have to be. Um, damn, you know what? I'm gonna say what's what's that movie? Um, Gladiator. Huh? <laughs> yeah. How? Yeah, now, you got to explain how. Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> it, you know, it's going to be in the way of uh, the guy who, who uh, damn, what's that comedian who, who makes uh, all these fucking, uh, like, Robin Hood Men in Tights? Uh, Mel Brooks. I like Mel Brooks. Mel Brooks. So. It's going to be like a Mel Brooks kind of musical. Oh, so it'd be a musical and a comedy. You're, you're combining. Yeah, I have to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Actually, musicals don't even have to be... Uh, you say funny, musical. right? No, oh, definitely no, not. You have to have songs. The West Side Story is not funny. Is it not? No. It's no. funny to me. <laughs> Dude, there's a lot of racism in it. Really? <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll take racism it back. Racism well, is I, hilarious. I told you guys before the podcast that the only thing that I know about West Side Story is based off of Simpsons. If the Simpsons Stella. have done it. <laughs> Stella! <laughs> if the Simpsons have done it, that's the only way that I've seen it, like, in a way. Like, uh, what was <laughs> 
What was that fucking movie uh, that uh, everybody keep on saying that uh, Citizen Kane? I never saw Citizen mm-hmm. Kane, but The Simpsons did it, right? Yeah, yeah I know yeah. what uh, you know what Rosebud means. I know what Rosebud means. Mm-hmm. I know what he's fucking talking about. And if somebody brings up uh, Citizen Kane in conversation, I'm like, oh yeah, I've seen that. It's a masterpiece of a film. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. But nah, have I seen it? Nah, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> to move the conversation forward, because I don't want people to be like, oh my god, yeah, let's dwell on it. Yeah, seen, like bro, bro, bro. Get to your point, man. What are you talking about? Because what are you talking about is not going to be more important than me not seeing the movie. I've seen it. What you're visualizing in your brain is not what I'm seeing. Because as right now, I'm seeing Homer as the lead character. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm seeing right now. And I'm seeing Homer drop the, the fucking snowball saying Rosebud. That's what I'm seeing. You're not seeing what I'm seeing, but the movie is a great movie to me. It's a funny movie. <laughs> Like uh, even that freaking uh, uh, was uh, quote the Raven Nevermore, Simpsons did it. I seen that show. I'm like, okay, I get it. God I get damn. that play. I get Simpsons it. Simpsons ruining fucking classical uh, Americana, man. Nah. You're 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 talking about Edgar Allan Poe. Yeah, but and you're but jumping. I saw the fucking Simpsons, Simpsons do it, and then guess what else? Guess who else did it? Family Guy. No, <laughs> that musician. <laughs> What's that guy's name? Seal. Virtual reality. <laughs> oh, Jamiroquai. Jamiroquai. He did it too. So basically with all these iterations, I basically saw it, even though I, I did read the poem later on, but I was like, it's not as good as this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what this guy Edgar Allan Poe is on, but he's not on this. These guys went to Harvard. He's on Harvard. ether and heroin he and shit. Yeah, he, he seems very sad. <laughs> he's very sad. Lighten up, man. Yeah. Big ass head, bro. Have you seen that guy's head? <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. Edgar Allan Poe's head's too big to be taken Yeah, seriously. man, that's why he was going through it, man. Every time I see a picture of him, it's like a big ass collar like this and a big ass head. I'm always thinking, I'm always thinking like, oh, is that like a Tim Burton drawing of him? That's how he really looks. No, I think <laughs> alcoholism that's was rough. rampant in America at the time. And that's when what he was alcohol born. does to you. I think that's possibly might have been. Yeah, that's mommy. Tall collar to keep yeah. <laughs> mommy <laughs> might have been a little bit of a drinker. <laughs> um, all right, so I'm gonna say Bronx Tale for uh, for musical. All right, and I want to keep all that like seriousness on all, all of it. I want to do like West Side Story, well, but Bronx Tale, like, uh, and then uh, the Phantom of the Opera. No, no, I want it to be like Bronx Tale, Patrick, <laughs> <laughs> but <Okay>. musical. <laughs> <laughs> but I can imagine like the gangsters have like their own little thing when he's playing dice, and his dad has his. his they would be like a little uh, play between the both of them with lyrics. Mm-hmm. And then as for the serious movie turned comedy, I was thinking The Fugitive. With the Harrison Ford. Oh my God! <laughs> I like to see that. As a I don't scene. care. I don't care. I don't care. Have it you wasn't seen? Me, it was the one-armed man. <laughs> There's a movie that has uh, the guy who's in Naked Gun. Leslie Nielsen. Leslie Nielsen. Lord rest his soul. He did a uh, parody of uh, The Fugitive. Have you seen it? No. Yeah, wrong. I'm gonna accused. have to fucking wrong watch that. That's, That's funny. funny. Is it funny? It's got to be funny. He's hilarious, yeah. man. He's hilarious. This is this is when he was in uh, the highlight of his. Uh, of his career, because apparently he did like serious movies in the in the past. I mean, he was like, uh, you know, he got awards for it, but then he just started doing all these fucking comedy movies, and I think that's where he found his bag. Because all those other movies that I've never seen those. You know, you think it was? You think it was? That was his peak, or uh, <laughs> Naked Gun? Naked Gun. Naked Gun was like. Well, Naked Gun was that was his magnum that. opus. No. Nah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it was. But it had OJ in it though. It had Killer in there, bro. <laughs> That's what made it so good. Allegedly. <laughs> Even now, allegedly. Even, yeah. 
Even OJ got killed in that movie. He got killed a lot, man. He got shot up. Remember that when he was just he goes into one room and they shoot him. Then he falls into another one. Then he puts his hand in boiling water. Oh man, that was some rich stuff, man. <laughs> that was some rich stuff. <laughs> I just loved when his afro was so big he couldn't get through the doorway. Yeah. <laughs> That's just good comedy. That's just good comedy. Yeah, you know you. <sighs> a lot of thought. A lot of thought. Go- a lot of thought into that went comedy. into it for sure. Yeah. But I figure Fugitive would be funny because then, like, you know, him jumping off of the uh, the dam. Yeah. Like, we're always thinking that it's this yeah. long drop. It might just be him just jumping off into, like. If you see the Les, the Leslie Nielsen one, there's a point where uh, he's at the dam and he's about to fall over and his feet grab the ledge like hands, bro. <laughs> like this. And it's holding them like this. <laughs> it's fucking. Bro, I'm going to have to watch it. I've never scene, seen that. And uh, there's a scene well, damn, in, in Fugitive when, uh, when there was a train. He had to cross the train tracks and you see the train coming. Mm-hmm. But Leslie Nielsen, uh, he crosses the train tracks and he goes into the woods and the train is still following him. <laughs> In the woods. (laughs) And he tries to hide behind a tree. And he's just running around, bro. The train is like constantly, it's off the fucking tracks. And it's still chasing him, man. It's fucking hilarious, bro. I'm going to have to watch the movie. I've never, I didn't even know they did that. Damn, I fucking regret it now. It's already been done. It's already been done. No, don't regret it. That shit is fucking hilarious, man. It's already been done. I'm going to have to fucking think about this now. I'm going to to be going back to being silent again because you guys put that thing. I was like, damn, what the fuck am I going to talk about? Are you writing notes? I've been writing notes. I've been writing notes. We don't also, write notes. Because, you know, I know that we ended the uh, Halloween uh, horror thing. We didn't. We didn't pick Because last, you are a fan of horrors, right? We had yeah. asked about... I mean, who doesn't like a decent horror, right? <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, on, on, on previous... <laughs> on previous podcasts, we had talked about um, redoing the Frankenstein um, thing. Yeah. And we all agreed that the, the scientist should be played by Jeff Goldblum. Right, as actual sure. Franken, and then who would you that. put as the monster? Because we all are like conflict with who would you put as the monster? He wants uh, Danny DeVito. Danny DeVito. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <terrible>. I, <laughs> it's not terrible. I mean, I, it, I it would be it would be comedy though. Yeah, I mean, it would be comedy. The fact that everyone is taller than the monster. No, but, <laughs> but hear me out, man. I told you guys last week what it would be is it's because it's the reason is like. Jeff Goldblum left them in there too long. Mm. So it overcooked. And what happened when it overcooked? It shrinks. He, he compared it to a cookie. You know what happens to cookies? They shrink. It shrinks. So the monster guys, it, it, it's still fucking fiery and wiry and shit like that. But it's like, it turns into Danny DeVito. And he's like, oh, fucking like, oh, I'm still fucking mad. But he's small and shit. I'm still so mad. Yeah, he's like a chihuahua, bro. He'd just be like trying to fucking fight you. But you so you put him in and he's full. He's full. He's a and then when man. he comes out, he just gets up and like everything else breaks off. Rock. And you get up like, what the fuck is going on? And you know, you just do Danny DeVito. So you anyway, I just started blasting. Start blasting. <laughs> <laughs> and then the military gets him and then world peace. Because, you know, he's just killing people. Like, ah, oh, da, da, da. oh, he's using guns. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You got <laughs> guns, man. You got two guns, man. Boom. <laughs> anyway, I mean, he's tiny. He's gonna need weapons. He's gonna need weapons, man. I think it's a good. I think it's a good. Dude, uh, they have to teach him how to walk, and now he has guns. <laughs> <laughs> Just gets up shooting, dude. Like <laughs> guns for hands. Oh, man, right, but who would you put as a if you could choose as the, as the monster? And, and, as this as the monster. Is, and this isn't a comedy. Not a comedy. Pat wants a well, comedy. I, mean, I want to. Depending like, on who you put in there, it might right. be a comedy. We're gonna yeah. try to though, like keep it as 
Hmm. Bill Costa, I, I want an imposing, an imposing figure. Right? Dwayne? Uh, the Rock or, Johnson? Yeah, I don't, but, but <laughs> The Rock can only play The Rock, imposing. though. Then he'll be The Rock as the... The monster. <laughs> it would be a comedy again. See, yeah, the eyebrow go up, go, 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 right in the background, yeah, yeah. go, go, go. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, is the that <clears throat> is that fire? And then his eyebrow goes up, <laughs> and a little Kevin Hart jumps out. Hey, oh, you see Kevin Hart as the <laughs> as Igor, as, as Igor, <laughs> Kevin Hart. Hey, what, what the deal, man? I don't know. I can't do it. I, I'm not, my Kevin Hart's not really that good. Actually, all my fucking actions are the same. Bro. Yeah. Well, as soon as, you, as, soon as, as soon as you said Danny DeVito as, as the monster, I thought of Charlie from It's Always Sunny as Igor. Yeah. I can mm. see that. Um, but if you want to make it serious, I don't know. I, I still think. Uh, Dave uh, Bautista, like every time he's on screen, he's fucking terrible. Like when I saw him in Blade Runner, I was like, holy shit. Well, he was, yeah. Like his characters. And he's huge. He's but can huge he man. act? He got the range? You said he had the yeah, range. I, did. <laughs> I yeah, think I he does. I know. I think he does, man. I think he's actually been working on That'd this. That's because I really too. want Dave. Uh, <laughs> I want to. Uh, got his fucking name already. Dave Bautista? No, no. My Danny guy, DeVito? Danny DeVito to be uh, every, the crowd favorite. <clears throat> I want him to, to to take the part as the monster. Come on now, think about it. So he starts off as Dave Batista and then turns into Danny DeVito. Yes. Yeah. Before going into the oven. Yeah. Makes sense. So to say, so to say, so Dave Batista. He actually his part is he play it perfectly. Yeah. He's just lying there dead. Yeah. Just lying, lying there dead. And then you know uh, <laughs> Jeff Goldblum. God. Jeff Goldblum is like I don't know. He he goes to the door because he gets a delivery from uh, I don't know pizza delivery. Oh, and the guy's pizza, like, pizza, pizza. Oh, do you have a pen? And is this like, present oh. day? Yeah, this is present. It has to be present day. It's present day, but it's like it's one of those like I don't know when the fuck it's supposed to be, but it looks present day, but it's like in the past because the cars are like so it's like Napoleon Dynamite. I was getting ready to say that. Yeah, 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 like that. So you know, Jeff Goldblum goes to the door to get the the pizza delivery, and the guy's like, uh, "Do you have a pin so you can sign off?" I don't have a pin. You know, Jeff Goldblum. He goes, "I don't have a pin. Do you have a pin? I don't know. Got a pin kind of <laughs> oh, shit." Oh, no pin. Like, very interesting. Very interesting. So he said, "Oh, uh, let me go get a pin." He said, "I got something working. I got something cooking." So. So he finds the pins, he signs the shit, he gets he said, Oh, my creation. It's, it's, it's overdone. It's overdone. I gotta I gotta go there. So he goes up there, he sees that his the shit's been struck in Sizzling, by, right? Yeah, Smokes come on. Lightning lightning is just striking. <laughs> <laughs> the whole time he's talking to the delivery guy, we're here in the background. Zeus shit's is just on. like <laughs> <laughs> just throw the shit right at him, man. You're like, oh goddamn. So he takes it out, he puts on his uh, his muff his um his mitts, like oh, he man, cook, yeah. he pulls down the tray, goes like this. He said, "Igor, take off the tarp," and he takes off the tarp, and then this big, massive mold of a person, ash, shoop, right there, and he puts water on it. To, you know, water to put out the smoke. Yeah, no, to 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 moisturize it. You know what I mean? So when he moisturizes it, it cracks up, and then you just see Danny, Danny DeVito. DeVito sits up out of the ash, yeah, out rising of the ash. like a phoenix. Yeah. His like first a... words are, "Ah, oh, shit." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Bro, it's perfect. How is it not a perfect movie? You know what? You don't even need the rest of the movie. Just that right there. Hollywood is going to eat that shit up. You're right, yeah. man. Everybody's going to be like, yo, where's the rest of the movie? Oh, no, we never came out with a rest of the movie. It's going to be one of those movies that people are like, what the fuck? Why isn't this man? You never finished it? No, we never wanted to. This is it. This is, um, what do you call it? Our house, maybe? <laughs> it's, it's supposed to be a representation of the world. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> You know, you take that shit to Canes, yo, 25 Canes, minutes. Canes, Canes, You take everybody. that 25-minute applause, bro. Take that to the Canes and pay it. 
took me a second to figure out. Is it Kane's, right? Or is it Khan's? Whatever. We can take that shit to that Star Trek guy. And, bro, I'm telling you now, man, 25-minute applause, bro. I honestly think I would I would laugh really hard. Just I mean, even though I already know what's happening, <laughs> to watch that, I would laugh really hard. Because <laughs> to go from Dave Batista to then have Danny DeVito, that's comedy as fuck, man. And especially with Jeff Goldblum trying and to go get a pizza. Who did we say would be the bride? Oh, you're saying the, the, the woman from... Uh, you said Monica Bellucci. Yeah. Oh, I love her. But you never said who would you want to be... Uh, the monster, though. Yeah, I know. It's, it's, a, it's a tough one, right? It's really a tough one, especially I was trying initially to keep it... Um, keep it comic? To keep it... No, to, to keep it as serious as the oh, book my and, bad. and Must, the original film. And I... <laughs> oh, because of the film now. <laughs> is this not a, supposed to be a movie podcast? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a film. It's film... <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Our logo is literally a film reel. Yeah, yeah you're right, you're right. <laughs> Try to call me out for being pompous, you fucker. <laughs> we are known as the Art House of Podcasts. Yeah, no doubt. In certain circles. Yeah, That's certain, small circles. Real small. Individuals in the same I don't think I don't think I can come up with a, uh, a Dr. Frankenstein. Or not a Dr. Frankenstein, but a Frankenstein's monster. Um, bride, though, immediately I thought of uh, Dan DeVito's wife. Not Rhea Perlman. They're divorced, by the way, I think. Really? Yeah. Yeah. They are. But recently. Recently. I, I was trying to think of uh, Helena Bonham Carter as um, the bride of Frankenstein. Uh, she did it. She did? She played See? it in. Uh, I cast her. Perfect. In uh, <laughs> the one where Robert De Niro plays the monster, she was the bride. Oh, well, there yeah. you go. See? No. I didn't even know Don't, that. And I Robert knew De Niro does not take me as a person who would be playing the monster. He's not it, big enough. No, but he was fantastic. <laughs> he it, it wasn't, it, it wasn't he about that, but he chose It wasn't about his stature. It wasn't about his stature. He really was. I just realized. What that. a contrarian, <laughs> Patrick. Yeah, right? So it wasn't about his stature. It was just his, his like, presence. More so. It was his presence, yeah. He was just really terrifying. So he's like, he's talking to me. <laughs> talking, talking to me. Trying to bring that fire to me. Yeah, me. I got nipples. You think you can milk me? <laughs> me? Mm? Hoo-ah. Hoo-ah. Oh, Pacino. Oh, Pacino. <laughs> Say hello to my little friend. You're ridiculous, Hoo-ah. man. Hoo-ah. <laughs> pee jar underneath the table. <laughs> but yeah, man, I can't see it. Because that's all I think about it when I think about, uh, uh, what you call it, man? Robert, Robert De Niro. Robert De Niro. That, that, that movie, the one with Robert De Niro, is actually like the best movie that like, he's done? Like detailed rendition. Like they, they actually did follow the, the, the book oh. very well. Like Damn. that was the best iteration of it. Elena Bonham Carter played the sister of Dr. Frankenstein. They get married. Robert De Niro kills her. They bring her back to life. How'd he kill her? Snapping uh, her neck? He's, yeah, he strangles Strangler. her. Strangler. I didn't even know that. See, I chose her as the bride of Frankenstein, knowing <clears throat> she was cast, not knowing that she was cast already. I should be yeah. a casting director. After yep. this, I'm probably going to start start applying to jobs yeah. as a casting how director. Do you, how do you get that job? Just be like, I know how people look. Be like, I know who would be good for this role. Yeah. Just say it all the time until someone's like, who? 
and then that's you've got what, the job. That's what you got to deliver. <laughs> <laughs> I got I got I know someone who's good for this role. Like, this Danny good. DeVito. Yeah, it's always <laughs> Polly Shore or Danny Every DeVito. Time. <laughs> he, he's due. He's on the list. Ready right for know, a comeback. The Hollywood list. Like, he's on the list. I think I would have uh, Tilda Swinton play the, the bride. All right. I can see that. Yeah. Yeah, look these bitches up, man. Hold on. Tilda Swinton. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> These bitches. Uh, I said that she she would be a pretty good um, this chick, man. Yeah. The one that played uh, the angel and the Constantine. Yeah, yeah. She plays the androgynous angel in Constantine. I said that she would be a pretty good David Bowie. Yeah. In the if they were ever to uh, do a um, biopic of yeah. David Bowie, they would definitely do that. Like, could you possibly turn like? Um, this is some touchy situation. Could you turn like a biopic of a serial killer into a comedy? I want to say they did that. Yeah, I think they tried to with Ryan Reynolds. What? Yeah, what they did uh, one where he was basically like living above a bowling alley. I don't know which uh, serial killer he was trying to depict, but he was eating like human flesh and shit above a bowling alley, oh, going yeah, crazy. Yeah, I know you're Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, yeah. One of his. One or two of his pets talked to him the whole time as well. Yeah, his pets and the heads. The heads were talking to him. I think it was actually, there might have even been a little bit of a musical thing in there. Yeah, He's completely insane. (laughs) He's killing people, and he lives above a bowling alley. It's killing women. It's not impossible. It's just we live in a time now where it's like someone's going to find it controversial, and then it's going to be like a wildfire. Like, look at the the Jeffrey Dahmer uh, movie that just came out, and everyone's just like, Oh, you guys are, you know, I think the controversy, it and, yeah, uh-huh. the, the controversy is not about the biopic itself. I think it's people's... Uh, sensitivity? Sen- no, it's not the sensitivity. It's it's the fact that people are like, I feel bad for the, the I don't know, people's empathy muscle is like fucking broken or something. Because people are like, oh, I feel bad for Jeffrey Dahmer. And it's like, how you feel bad for somebody who um, <clears throat> killed like 20 or 30 people, tortured animals when he was a little kid? Um, this motherfucker like tortured people and ate ate people when he was adults and shit like that. And he, man, he like, was collecting he dicks in jars, people. man. Yeah, he targeted people and shit like that. It's like, how can you feel bad for him when, like, just given those like bullet points, how can you feel bad for somebody like this? And you know, their whole thing is like, you know, he was just misunderstood. Misunderstood. Uh-huh. These are bullet points that are actual factual. How could you like feel bad for him? And I don't know, man. It's like people who. Like, I get it now how, like, uh, what's that guy's name, that serial killer who ended up getting married while he was in, uh, in almost got oh, married. Ted Bundy. Ted Bundy. He got married, almost got married while he was in jail and stuff, and he was getting, like, <clears throat> women were sending him, like, nudes and stuff like that. But I think it was more because women were just, like, actually sexually attracted to him. And uh, not the fact uh. that he's this person. I think it's the whole thing about, like, Dude, oh, I can change. he was a handsome man. I could, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> he really was a handsome man, though. Was he? Ted Bundy, or are you talking about Ted Bundy? Yeah, yeah. yeah I heard that uh, <clears throat> yeah, he was seen as a fairly attractive person. But I think that's a, not just for Ted Bundy, but I think a lot of serial killers get fans, strong fans, like love, I love you fans in prison. And a lot of it probably has to do with just like the psychology of, you know, so many people will get into a relationship, see the red flags, and be like, I can change this person. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a, just a much... Bigger version of I can change this. Part. He's a serial killer, but 
He wouldn't serial kill what me. What would you call? What is that called though? Like what? Uh, I bet there's a name for it. Like a, like a like a no. Like that's, it's like a savior mentality. Like I'm gonna save you. Sure, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah maybe it is a savior mentality. I, I believe they call that a white knight. Mm, maybe, yeah, yeah. But yeah. what do you call it if it's women who are doing it? I, they call it white knight when it's guys who are doing it. Mm-hmm. So is it a, is it well, a you, damn Well, you tell me there's no stress? knights, bro? There's no knight, no female knights, dude? Come on. Never man. heard of Joan of Arc? Come on, man. She got burned at a stake. <laughs> she was a witch. She didn't get burned for being a witch. Well, she got burned for doing something. She did something wrong. She fucked up. She did something wrong. <laughs> they, don't, they don't just persecute women for no reason. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, we are uh, feminists on this podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure, man. I didn't think about it for a second. For sure. I think of all of Meanwhile, he's over here being uh, like, I got to Google these bitches you keep talking about. (laughs) But he he just said... I I love women. But Pat just said about turning a serial killer into a musical, and I immediately thought of John Wayne Gacy, but doing like like Mexican with your mime sketch. Like, he started out as like a a sad... (laughs) You know, birthday party clown oh and like in the, send in, in, in the, the clown, <laughs> and it never works Seems out. And <laughs> build from there, yeah. that would be sad. Yeah. I'm building a balloon animal, kids. Have you and I'm gonna kill seen, your parents later. Have you guys ever seen that show that was on HBO that had uh, Jim Carrey and he was he played like a clown or something on the show? Fire Marshal Bill? No, that's not a clown. That is a fire marshal. That's so. burnt. We have to get burned. That was rough. I told <laughs> you that in high school, funny. there was a girl who, who got burnt in high school, and somebody called her, like, Fire Marshal Bill. Mm-hmm. That's harsh. It man. was rough. You want to know a fun fact about that? If you watch the movie Liar, Liar, at the end of the movie, when he finally is able to tell the truth again, and he gets his kid back, they're at the airport, they're on the, on the tarmac. If you look in the background, you see Fire Marshal Bill, and it's Jim Carrey, and he's doing the thing. <laughs> <laughs> like, no yeah, just look closely at the background when he's like talking to his kid and he's having that like emotional moment. Look in the background and you see Fire Marshal Bill like on the How radio, sh- like, like they like CGI him in in the background. <laughs> no, yeah, really? yeah, watch that's that scene fucking again. hilarious. I'm gonna have yeah. to watch that. That's great. <clears throat> they haven't seen that movie in so fucking long. Fire Marshal, Fire Marshal Bill. Uh, all right, uh, what else do we have? To, <laughs> what else is on the docket? Um, <clears throat> Halloween. But you, uh, before you move on to anything, do you ever like, uh, I don't know, take like a, a, rest, a break? Restroom break? Oh, if you want to take a break, yeah, you can. I got to piss. Go yeah. ahead. You can go ahead and take <laughs> we a break. Can, we can also call it if we don't have anything else. Uh, I was going to find something. But well, I'm, I'm having a great, <coughs> great time, time. No doubt about it. But, right. uh, then we yeah. can keep going. Yeah. We'll pause. So we'll pause. And after <clears throat> these messages, we'll be right back. Sheesh. Uh, All right. So <laughs> we're back. And, uh, we're talk what a about transition! <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, what a transition. So there's this. Uh, we're gonna talk about cook a pee break, and then that's that's. Yeah, this this all started taking place about a pee break. So there's this new documentary that's on Hulu, and it's about the Jerry Falwell, right? That's the guy's name. Yeah. Um, this guy is. He 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 owns the largest Christian school. It's it's the most important private um, Christian university. Um, and it's it's more than a university. It's an academy now. There's an elementary school. There's a middle school. There's a high school. There's the mm. university. Yeah. And then they have the Thomas Road Baptist Church like in the center of it all. Um, I dated a woman who was from Virginia. 
moved back to Virginia, I went to go visit her. Uh. And she took me there because she that's where she graduated from. And she also teaches there. And I met Jerry Falwell <laughs> while I was there, shook his hand and everything. Okay. I, I, she took she was she's very conservative. Uh, she took me to church and I, I attended the sermon. Very political. There was like not once a talk of God. It was more like about like, oh, my God, the liberals are going to ruin the country <laughs> and this and that. And I'm sitting there like, what the fuck am I doing here? And then years later, this whole controversy happens. And it's so funny because the controversy was so bad that, like, she told me how, like, how awkward it is over there now. Like, like everyone just looks at each other. Like, need- like, no one talks about it, but they just look at each other and, like, so the- it's like they're communicating oh, through wavelengths because of how bad it was. So the, um, was the, con- the controversy <clears throat> is that he likes to watch his wife have sex with other men? Is that the controversy? So they, so they have a contract. All, all, kind of all the employees there, ha- they sign a contract. Mm-hmm. You're not allowed to drink. You're not allowed to have sex before marriage. Mm. Uh, you're not allowed to <laughs> act inappropriate. And every time you do something like this, you have to pay a fine. Like if you're caught with a drink or you uploaded a picture of you at a bar on Instagram, you have to pay that school a fine. And, um, you know, in this, document- in this documentary, they reveal that, you know, uh, for years he would come down to Miami with his wife. Uh, his wife would flirt with this pool boy. By the way. They would go back to the hotel room. Yeah. His wife is hot. I have to say that. You there's a documentary about it and I have to admit like it, just like every other documentary, the beginning of it it's like, yo, I don't see what the problem is. They're willing to, you know, you will you can do this with my wife and on top of that, you you seem like a nice chap. How about I get you invested into this real estate so then you bring in millions of dollars. That's what the documentary brought. The, it's called Forbid. God uh, forbid. God forbid. Uh, so it seemed like it was a match made in heaven. This guy's over here, you know, banging his wife, consensually. Everybody's happy. Uh, you know, he's talking to the guy whenever he's not banging his wife. He's over here talking to Jerry Falwell Jr., uh, you know, about business stuff, and they're just having they're just having a good time and stuff like that. You know, they say, oh, yeah, you know, uh, I can teach you how to play baseball and do all that other kind of stuff. Yeah, there's some talking about the news. Oh. Bro, no, I think uh, no. I just want to clear something up because I'm looking at some real photos of of uh, Mrs. Falwell. Yeah. yeah, I don't think they're. Are they still uh, bro, it's totally yeah. different people, man. Because <laughs> I'm looking at this uh, Mrs. Falwell, uh-huh. and uh, you know, like I'm the way you're describing her, I thought she was like you know, what, what do you a seven something, right? And this is a uh, nothing against Mrs. Falwell. I'm sure she's okay. she's aged gracefully, but. Um, well, this happened I don't like know, 10 man. years ago. Bro, if you just watch the documentary, man. They um, also had like reenactments inside the documentary, which actually gave it some levity. That's how not you levity. Not, that's not the word I'm looking for. But basically, they gave it some gravity. But <laughs> the wife would flirt with this pool boy, invite him back to the room. They would, ha- um, they would have sex while Jerry Falwell Jr. was watching from the corner, masturbating. Yeah. And they did this for years. He got invested in the, got, the real estate got, stuff. He got closer. Oh, yeah. And the woman actually started falling for the pool boy yeah. and, like, would text him all the time and all of that. Invited him over to their house to meet their kids and everything. Yeah. Like, it got to that creepy level. Oh, okay. Um, but. Uh, even creepier. They, they were doing it inside the kids' bedrooms. Yeah. So, uh, whatever. Eventually, um, this, once the school found out, they dropped, uh, you know, they fired the guy. They made him step down. Um, but also, what came to surface was the fact that apparently... 
she sexually assaulted some teenagers on campus. Like they mentioned that at the end of the documentary, like mm. there were there were some like football players and some some that that basically said like like she would like give them blowjobs and stuff at parties, and a lot of uh, there was a lot of crazy shit going on, and all they had to do was pay the fine. So. That so whole that was the fine? Yeah, it was like, oh, I, I could rape someone, but all I got to do is pay the fine for it. That that's how they got away from like all the the charges and the. So the the dude, Jerry the, Falwell Jr. Not yeah. not senior. There sorry, I was go. looking at sorry. the wrong. Okay. No, we the were wrong looking at Mrs. Falwell. No, no. Now, I Jerry Falwell Senior Jerry, and Mrs. Jerry Falwell Senior so was even crazier. I'm like, Pat thinks he's hot. Jerry <laughs> Falwell <laughs> Senior, his father. I like the mage, baby. <laughs> his father was infamous for stating that the purple Teletubby was right, gay. That's closer. Yeah. Yeah. Right, right. That's, yeah, that's he's closer. the one. Oh, he's the right. Yep. Yeah, I remember. Guy I remember. Like, yeah. The father, he he did that. Um, like uh, he also he was uh, against abortion, but he wasn't against abortion when uh, when his lovers got pregnant. No, no, he wasn't against abortion when the abortion uh, uh, bill passed in the was it the seventies or the sixties. He wasn't against it until it was passed. It was mm. like one of those things. Like I need to find more followers. What can I do? Mm-hmm. Well, this is on the this is on the docket. Let me just his his whole thing is like I am. The, He's a politician. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm gonna be yeah. as religious as possible. But I need to find something that everybody needs to tack on to. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah. He was he, Jerry Fall Sr. was the guy that basically connected politics with religion. Yeah, like he yeah. he was the one that thought, you know what? What if we backed these politicians and these politicians basically in return helped us out yeah. and you know, we got away with paying taxes and all of this stuff. Like mm-hmm. he was the person that like yeah. and connected to the, in the, the documentary. Two they led to they led to it saying that he may have been the reason why Donald Trump took office because um, I, th- I think the pool boy asked him saying like, "Why don't you run for president?" And he said, "My father always said that why be the guy who becomes king when you can be the guy who makes a king, and that's more powerful." Yeah. And I was like, holy shit, you're right. So he knew that he had this power that he can just basically put anybody at the seat of the table. Mm-hmm. And he can just control that person. And have them in their pocket. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> and I was like, Jesus Christ, bro. That really good shit. documentary. You got to check yeah. it out. Is I'm have to. It's on Hulu. <clears throat> it's on Hulu. It's not one of these fucking mini docs that you're watching for episode. This thing is only an hour and 30 minutes long. You watch the whole thing through. And there was one person in the documentary I didn't understand why they were in there. It was uh, the pool boy's sister. Because she got invited to a lot of their, like, gatherings. And she also, like, would notice weird things. Like, she, you know. She was basically the the pair of eyes outside of the the whole equation. The people who I really wanted them to to talk to, but they denied it, was the, the scammers, the Florida scammers. The the, the the family, uh, yeah, the, the son and father, the son and father, because looking at their picture, I'm like, how could you not know that these people were scammers? <laughs> I'm like, oh, wait, he's from like uh, Oak, uh, uh, Ohio or something. So he doesn't he doesn't understand. He doesn't get the his even his sister said oh, he doesn't have street smarts. I'm like, oh, my God, poor thing. What's that? What's that southern? Don't thing come that down say? here. What's that southern? Bless thing your, heart. Bless your heart. heart. Yeah. Oh, bless your heart. Oh, because, bless your you know, heart. just looking at him, I'm like, oh, yeah. 
these scammers, they, they, they sell phones at the kiosk. These yeah. are scammers. Oh, <laughs> these people are straight up scammers. Like, you could, you could smell it in the air when uh-huh. you walk by them. Like, the, the air is thick. These people were fucking scammers, but he didn't notice that. And, well, they, uh, they got money from the... Because they were basically the ones who, who got the, the pictures of uh, the pool boy and Jerry Falwell Jr.'s uh, wife together and in the documentary they never say how they got those pictures that motherfucker yo he gave it to him he, yeah. he basically was like yo yo I'm over here banging this chick so I have a question for you guys for 100% so, bro but yeah bragging he's bragging if, bragging. if yeah. you were offered a couple million dollars yes <laughs> absolutely <laughs> did you see her oh yeah you saw no, her right? by the way all, okay oh, so go, nothing go against Mrs. The... Senior she's a wonderful woman <laughs> however Junior she's got some Dude, was, met, was the two million dollar question? Um, was, <laughs> was, was it would I have sex with Mrs. Falwell Jr.? No, 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 not, not them specifically. <laughs> if it was a random couple you met, you know, while you were on vacation, uh-huh. your wife said, "Hey, let's go have sex." My husband's gonna watch, but we're gonna offer you some money. I give him a show. Mm-hmm. I yeah, give him a you show. You do it, and you said, "But for two million dollars." Let's say, yeah, let's make that. I, I don't think he, that's what he was offered. Bucks? 100 bucks? Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even Okay, a, then that's kidding. my next question. What would be your minimum? The lowest. I got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just said it, 100 bucks, man. <laughs> Get me to do anything, you know, for $100. <laughs> Bro, I... If she looked like that. She looks pretty fly. Yeah, she looks pretty hot. For okay. a pastor's wife? Pastor's wife? He's not a pastor. He's just like, he's just a... <clears throat> He's, what, he's like not a even an evangelist. He's, a deacon? He's, he's just a person who believes in the faith and he got a lot of money. Well, anyone like can become a just, pastor. It's not like a, a degree like a school or you got to go yeah, to or yeah. anything. But a, he's not even. I have an ordained minister card in my wallet right now. Yeah. <laughs> you see, he can marry anybody. Yeah. Oh. We should we should walk around the streets and just ask people if they want to get married, like couples. Say, we you want to get married right now? Just never, put their relationship on their line right fucking there. Never mind that. We'll just, I'll just run up and like hurry marry people as a prank. Be like, bam, bam, I'm a minister and you're married now. You're married. <laughs> but for two mil, you would do it? For two mil? For two mil? Bro, I would dance to uh, Billy Idol, dancing with myself in front of her as he's watching in the corner like this. Hey. Mm, hey. 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 This is a pre-show. Hey. I'll give you the pre-show. You yeah. like what you see? Hey. And he's just over there. Just going at going, it. Going going to town. Going at it. Two mil? I'm a I'm a, I'm a millionaire. Uh, yeah, I do I do two mil. Before tax. I do that for two mil. I mean, I'd have to okay it with my own wife and yeah. things like that, but I mean, yeah. Logistics. I would, I would say yes. Would she would she say yes to? For two million dollars, yeah. Well, I don't know. <laughs> But you see, the, see the first thing I would tip-toe, do. Tiptoe, tiptoe. <laughs> see the first thing I would do is and it's the one thing that that kid didn't do, you gotta do your research on who it is. He had no idea how powerful that couple was until his sister told him, like, don't you know who they are? They are the most powerful couple I've in never the world. I've seen a brother-sister so tight that he's telling his sister <clears throat> that, yeah, I'm fucking these. I'm yeah, he these. told his sister, like, I'm about to have this affair with this woman while her My husband, husband watches. And his sister was like, oh, Okay. Who is like, it? And then when I've he showed them the photo, she was like, oh, my God, don't you know who they are? Oh, like, wow. Like, they're, they're best friends with Donald Trump. Like, yeah. what are you doing? Like, Dude, this guy, that's why they said, uh, God forbid, the name of the, uh, of the documentary is because this guy, Jerry Falwell Jr., uh, he says that, oh, you're not supposed to have any liquor. You're not supposed to do anything like pre-medical, pre-medical sex. Mm-hmm. 
What's that shit called? Premarital sex. <laughs> Premarital sex, dog. My, my, my bad. My fucking mind was... <laughs> Out of the prairie. Premarital is prairie. My brain was going fucking nuts. But, uh, but, they, but he said that, yo, what he would drink, every water bottle that you will see, it will be like water mixed with vodka yeah. in it. And, bro, they just start showing pictures of him with water bottles. And I'm like, this motherfucker is knocking them back. Even when he was giving his sermons <laughs> yeah. at... The at Thomas Road Baptist Church, that glass had vodka in it, and there was one point where he's at the podium, yeah, and he was about to just drop, drop the glass, it, and he was just like, Whoa, and people were laughing, and it's like, yo, motherfucker, there's not no alcohol. <laughs> it's a dry fucking place, dry wedding, dry everything. Bro, I hate yeah. it, hate it. I hate there's there's nothing I hate more than dry weddings, but the fact that every place is dry. There's nothing more than I hate than a dry bride. Am I right? Also, you Come know, um, all right. That, uh, that, was that, foul. <laughs> that was foul, but it, come on. That documentary also made me like fearful of Michael Cohen. So oh, yeah. Michael Cohen, Donald Trump's uh, former attorney. Mm. Um, so this is what happened. The, 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 the pool boy goes into business with Jerry Falwell. Mm-hmm. Jerry Falwell says, look, I'm going to get you into real estate. You're going to make a lot of money. All right, cool. That kid knows... A son and father from Miami, these two scam the artists, artists, the, 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 the two con artists. Mm. And he's like, well, I want to get them involved, too, because they're, they're also really good at real estate. And Jerry Falwell Jr. They're is not. like, okay, fine, get them involved. <laughs> the, the father and son then turn around and they're like, okay, we, f- we know about these photos. About, we know about this whole sexual thing you guys got going on. If you don't pay us this amount, we're going to make all this shit public. Mm-hmm. Jerry Falwell Jr. doesn't even bat an eyelash. He's like... Oh, okay, not a problem. Gets Michael Cohen involved because he knows him through Trump. As soon as Michael Cohen gets involved, they drop the lawsuit. Oh. So what the fuck did he yeah. do? Like how? Like the fact that Donald Trump used this guy for any little thing, like, and then he gets involved and they drop it. Like, does he know like the mafia like that close? Like he's like, no, no, no I'm gonna, I'm gonna. He's everybody's lawyer, so he must know all the little shit it, for everybody. Like you know, but I, but I think I think there's something more sinister. I think it's more mm. like a, like do you realize like I'm gonna have all you guys decapitated? Like right. if you don't drop this. Like yeah, like I don't. That's what I pictured from that. I, I do, thing. I do see the that. Patriot is a real did, thing. He also did uh, buy the pictures. Like after they dropped it, he's the one who he took the pictures from them. Like he had it. Like it was his. Like he said, oh, okay, you, you guys are gonna drop this, but I'm also gonna, I'm gonna pay you guys a little bit just so you can give me these pictures. So mm-hmm. these are gonna be physically mine mm-hmm. kind of stuff. So it, it had to be like, I'm gonna threaten you. Oh, you want a million dollars? Well, I might threaten you for your life, but you know, just to make things go over nice, let me give you like $10,000 just for these physical pictures that you got. Because they said that he did buy the pictures and all the physical and stuff. And he owned it. And he owned it. And I was like, holy shit. I'm like, okay. Like, if, if he doesn't seem like an attorney to me. He seems like the, so maybe he what just they bought, call, like, the maybe janitor. Maybe he just bought like, them out. I'm going to come. I'm going to clean up all this mess. And then I'm going to vanish. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. I don't know if you guys ever seen Michael Clayton, the movie, with George Clooney. Like, yeah, he's yeah. George mm-hmm. Clooney's character. Like, he's the, he's the guy. Yeah. Yeah. That shit is like. So he just paid them off. Nah, but he did but more. But he did more, he did man, because they dropped it. I don't know. Maybe so paid them off well. Fast. Like maybe paid them off well. Like more money than they thought they were. They got get. paid later on. I think they like, got threatened. Yeah, because that happened. Because that that whole situation where uh, Michael Cohen allegedly involved, that was in the he's a lawyer. We that was in the middle of the pod. That wasn't none. He's a real lawyer <laughs> in the doc. That was in the middle of the doc that that happened. And then it it got brought up later on at the end of the of the documentary, and they got 
they got a, a lump sum or what's that? A settlement. Mm. So they got a settlement for something else. So Michael Cohen paid them. And then as soon as Michael Cohen started taking heat from uh, what happened uh, with the election and all the other stuff, as soon as he got out of the picture, they popped back in. They popped back in, and then they got a settlement from Jerry Falwell Jr. Mm. So as soon as this dude mm. who was basically... Uh, holding fucking, them at bay, basically. Holding them that's at crazy. bay. As soon as he backs up, that's when they're like, yo, boom, we want a settlement. We want all this kind of shit. We don't know how much money they got, but they got a whole bunch of fucking money from uh, that settlement. And it still came out. That's the shit that was funny because it was like, all right, they got the money, mm-hmm. so it's not going to come out. And then the pool boy was like, you know what? You guys are making me You guys are making me look like shit because Jerry Farwell Jr., what he did was he turned the pool boy into like somebody who's infatuated with his wife. Like, oh, you know, Stalking this is all like a, yeah, this is all like some type of stalker stuff. You know, uh-huh. he slept with my wife, but it was all fine. Like, he threw his wife under under the bridge and the pool boy. So the pool boy was like, all right, cool, bet. What's also crazy <laughs> is that, man, they treated that pool boy like royalty. Like, when if they ever went on, like, vacation with him, he and the pool boy and would sleep with the wife on the bed. Jerry Falwell Jr. would sleep on, on the, the couch. couch. Like, voluntarily. Yeah. Like, yeah, He's he like, no, no, you guys take the bed. I'm going to sleep on the couch. Yeah, definitely. Could. And they were just trying to go everywhere and do it everywhere, bro. He went to one of their kids' weddings. So can you imagine just your your, your parents are there and they oh, hey, here, here's and Scott. here's our pole boy. My, my fucking, fuck? you know, my conspiracy brain is just running like a muck right now. Mm-hmm. And uh, that type of weird relationship is always like in the place of a beard. You know what I mean? Like uh, the woman is just a front yeah. for, for a gay man. Yes. Yeah, yeah. But so I that's, don't think uh, that's, he was because there's uh, pictures of him like uh, fondling uh, uh, girls who went to that school, and he groomed his wife. He yeah. they they show in the documentary he admitted out loud that they started dating when he was 18 and she was, she 13. was 13. And the, the crowd the went fuck? oh like what this was like in a stage full of people and they were like oh with Candace Owens. Damn, there's still stage. people going to the school <laughs> paying money. This fuck, hey, that's man. fucking hey. insane, man. It's and and this Christian this behavior, I, bro. I think it was last year they had a record breaking number of enrollments. Like really, it was like in the thousands. Fuck, yeah, man. some crazy stuff. Wow, that is so Jerry interesting, man. That I'm have to watch this documentary. Really yeah, it's an hour and thirty, man. And it, she looks pretty hot. I'm gonna definitely watch this documentary. She's pretty hot, <laughs> bro. The conversation that they were having on the phone. Now, yeah, she never that, had a chance to be a. She never had a chance to be a teenager because she was being groomed at this time. Uh, so she basically felt like she had her opportunity to be a teenager when she was with him. Like she was doing all the teenage angst and like, oh, let's go over here, let's do that. Let me see you. You know, you can put your panties in my pocket. No, I can put your panties. Who 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 am I right now? Who am I? Who am I being? You're right Patrick. Now? Okay, you're no, no, Patrick. No, no, no. <laughs> No, he brought up the Patrick. scenario, and he doesn't know where he is in his own scenario. <laughs> I forgot what character I'm playing. I forgot what character Here, I'm playing. put my panties in your pocket. Yeah, that's what it is. That's what I mean. Yeah, like, oh, you can put my panties in your pocket kind of shit. You know, she wanted him to do that kind of stuff. So it was like fucking weird as shit, man. But I can see it like... Now, that's going back shit. to the question that I asked, if you know, if a couple offered you like, mm-hmm. uh, two million... The indecent proposal. If, if you yeah. found out that they were that powerful, would mm-hmm. you still do it? Yeah. What kind of question is that? No, no. but here's the thing. <laughs> well, wouldn't you ask yeah. for more? Well, no. Not I, even for more. Here's the, yeah, the thing that comes up then is, you know, initially, before it was this power couple that you mentioned, initially it was just, I fucked a lady mm-hmm. in front of a man and it's $2 million and I'm mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. I'm still a nobody. They're a power couple. That stuff ever comes out. I'm famous for the wrong reasons. 
and you know, you're, you're but thrust how into deep, the public. But eye. how deep down the rabbit hole would you go? Like, if she kept inviting you, like she started liking you, I'd go all the way in that rabbit hole, this Kevin. Is still, <laughs> this is still the. Uh, am I? Am I? Is this two million dollars every time? Every time. Oh, shit. And are they a power couple in this scenario or no? Wait, man, well, if you found out, oh. if you found out that they were like Trump's closest friends, man, I would be super <clears> tempted <throat> to continue doing it because you know the only way it's going to get is if you two million dollars, two million dollars every time it happens. But I'd be like, man, if this comes out and it almost always does, I, I you don't, just I need don't want some that kind of the heat spotlight on me. But I still do it. <laughs> I don't know, man. I can see me. I'll, I'll do it. I would like to be on the cover of like Time magazine, like Leah, like Leah. Be like, I did it. Yeah. Yeah, I did it's it. me. Like I'll this. do it again. Leah dressed like this. Like this. <laughs> I'm fucking Christians out here, yo. What y'all doing? I'm fucking Christians. <laughs> How was your summer? <laughs> All right. How was your fucking summer, yo? Okay. Well, I think it would be, a, I don't know. I, yeah, I, I will definitely give it a shot, but I will I will basically cover my bases like he did. Like he had the text messages, he had uh he had pictures, he had all these other he had FaceTime recordings of everything of all their uh their talks. And oh, stuff they like buried themselves. They, yeah, yeah. And because he, he recorded everything, he recorded and everything, and mm-hmm. I would basically do all that, keep that on a uh, a hard drive on me, and I put one. I, I keep that on the hard drive on me, and I I can't really. I don't even. I wouldn't even tell my friends about it. Because oh, I tell everyone. You you would? Would? the only reason <laughs> I would be you would be found the way out, man. I am, You'd be I would found totally out. Totally tell everyone. You would? Oh, bro, I would. I would, I would talk about it on the podcast. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm fucking the Queen of England, right? <laughs> Whoa! Oh, no. What? I would not be able to. I would not be able to keep that a secret. Oh man! Something that big, I wouldn't be able to. Oh man! Would you really? I, dude, you would see the pressure on my face. Like, like, I would make it up? so obvious. <laughs> <laughs> like, I just got my balls drained for say, two hours. Up? It would be like, what's, I'm fucking this person. Yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> I'm so glad you asked. Here's what's happening. Keep <laughs> that shit of the lock and key, man. Like, Dang, you got so much money. Right. I mean, you just rolled in with the Rolls Royce. You weren't even driving. What happened? (laughs) Just two days ago, you had a bus pass. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, man! All right, we got um, we got anything else going on? We got like creeping up on four. So, oh, is it really? Yeah. Yeah. Time change, you guys. Yeah, the battery's already dying, so we can can end it. Let me uh, play out the same song that we came in with. God, the whole last <laughs> half is nothing about us I talking know, about this fucking that, that, Well, yeah. you know what? That's God something. That's Before the bathroom break, I'm yeah. like, I'm having a great time. Let's continue. And then yeah. it's just all Jerry Falwell Jr. <laughs> that is that's the assignment for uh, this week, oh everybody. God. I need everybody to watch that fucking documentary because, I mean, it's... <laughs> You know, I didn't think it was it was gonna have anything to do with South Florida, and that thing started off with fucking South Florida and how uh, like they were fucking in Miami. It's a South Florida documentary. Yeah, it was it was good times. Just to look at how people see South Florida, we're not like that. We're we not are, out here fucking. We're one hundred percent like that. We are definitely like that. <laughs> yeah, we are. Yeah, we yeah, are. It's fun. Uh, yeah. Come down, visit. You know what I mean? Come yeah. down, and visit. Yeah, let us have bring, a look at that. Yeah, cuck hole. out, man. You know, cuck yeah. out. Bring, cuck out. Bring your wife. Cook out and cuck out. <laughs> Bring your wife. You know, bring AIDS. This is South Florida. You know what I mean? Bring your wife to South Florida. 
Me and my wife to South Florida. We're going to hump her right in front of you. Hey. <laughs> hey. It's going to be glorious. <laughs> we got glory holes. <laughs> what are those, you ask? No, they didn't. Fun hole. Now, nobody asked. But I will tell you. <laughs> South Florida. <laughs> That's the theme song in South Florida. Right That's horrible. <laughs> I've been Pat. This is Kev. This is Josh. And I've been Stymie. And we've been us. And y'all been great. <laughs> as far as we know. Yeah. I forgot. We've been us and y'all been y'all. Hope everybody had a ball. See you next week. And welcome South Florida. <laughs> Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah. <laughs> we just heard a point.